0: how to survive the email fluid. Welcome to the Mastering Embedded Systems podcast, episode 18. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Mastering Embedded Systems podcast. I am Georg Lora, and this is the podcast about realizing and managing your projects within the embedded systems realm. I tell you the know-how and teach you the ways to succeed and overcome your daily obstacles and problems in project work. Today, I wanted to tackle a topic which affects many of us. Although not a natural embedded topic, it is however an issue which might become a real hassle. Email. When we are talking about emails, sooner or later people began to complain about the bare amount of emails we receive. In today's episode, I wanted to show you some ways and approaches to lighten your daily burden with this real scourge of modern times. This episode contains two parts. First part, my favorites in all the regular approaches to handle the flute of emails we are confronted with. And the second part, I wanted to present you a new idea I have heard and read about. An idea I am currently already executing, in practice, and which I do not want to hide from you. Stay tuned and be inspired. Let's have a closer look what does suffering of emails, a lot of emails really mean? What are a lot of emails? To get a better feeling first let's do some calculations. Let's assume for reading and understanding an email you need something between two and ten minutes depending on the complexity and uh, your knowledge and the understandability of the email itself. Then let's consider whether there is a reply and phrasing of a mail, of, the, of, the, of your answer mail, that m- regularly means something like 10 to 15 minutes if it should be something substantial and not more like a sentence what do you mean? Or so it means you have a turnaround per mail of about 12 to 25 minutes in average something around 18 minutes per mail. So reading, understanding, Composing, phrasing and sending a a response mail lasts in average 18 minutes. If we assume you have 8 hours of working time, when you might be able to handle something about 30 mails per day, that means nothing else is done. So you only have read and responded to emails. You can now shift that uh, that amount or a little bit forward or backward. It depends on how good you are, how no, good your knowledge is, how long the males are. But there is an, a, a natural limit inside. You cannot overcome simply like that. If you want to learn something new, for example, you get a mail which contains details you do not understand instantly. So you need to learn something. You have to look for something. You have to go into details or you have to discuss with other persons. You need, for example, 20 to 30 minutes to understand the mail. And phrasing of such a, such a, a more complicated mail might last 30 to 60 minutes or even longer. And then you might be only capable to handle about three to five mails per day. And again, nothing else is done. So if you have one of these mails, one of these complicated mails in your daily workflow, it means at least one hour is gone without uh, treating all the other, uh, all the other work you have, to be, you have to do. It's more or less obvious for everybody that you can handle only a specific amount of emails. In peak times, as I was working for some projects, I have had every two minutes one mail in the inbox for 24 hours. So that means I have had approximately 750 mails per day. It's clear for everybody that this is not possible to handle in any way. So I have had to invent strategies to get rid of it, to simply see the wood for the trees in all these mails. It was a complete flute. As if I was composing a mail for 10 minutes, I have had 10 new mails in my inbox. So it was unbelievable. It, it was no pleasure to do that. It was a pure stress. How do people are trying regularly to overcome this kind of problem or this kind of pressure. Very often people are ignoring males. That, that does not succeed finally because you get into trouble sooner or later. Or we are trying to have some kind of sorting the mails. Or they try to categorize mails. Or they are running some nasty programs like GTDs or getting things done on your mails. Or we use any of these many multiple zero inbox approaches which are available. Anyway, you are a victim of the process of prioritization in your mailbox. Let's have a look at this kind of prioritization which should be done if you want to tackle your, your mails in any appropriate way that you you can finally handle them at all. You regularly have two concurrent aspects. One is the urgency of an issue, and the other one is the importance of an issue. We are not in the same direction. We are orthogonal. That means, uh, let's imagine we have a matrix So on the x-axis, you might have seen that already before, you have on the x-axis, you have the urgency, and on the y-axis, the importance. When you can make four quadrants, if something is important and urgent, it's in the upper right quadrant, the first one. And this quadrant is regularly, if you sort in an email into important and urgent, this email is regularly treated well and quite fast. But of course, all the other ones are not treated. So that means you have, for example, the males which are not important but urgent. These ones are always raising their head and waving like hell and say, hey, tackle me, treat me, do that, do something with me. But they are not important. So we are always hesitating should I treat them or not. Because on the other side, in the other quadrant, there is this kind of emails which are important and you know that they're important, that they are important, but they are not urgent. That's very often that you have something that will become important on the long run. So something like strategies or relationship building or recognizing and, and investing into new opportunities. But it's not urgent. So And then there are the fourth quadrant, I don't want to miss that, it's not important and not urgent. Yeah, and these mails are regularly not treated in any way. So we are. I don't want to say we are forgotten. We are dropped, and sooner or later we, mar- we are marked as red. Oh, I, I mean we are marked as red, and then, okay, we are gone. You don't. You do not even see them anymore. Although I have, I have also seen some some colleagues who are not. Marking these mails as read, and then we have a continuously increasing amount of unread mails in their inbox. And I saw values of several thousand mails not read in the inbox, and the guys have no problem with that. Now, I'm different. I'm one of the guys who wants to see the zero inbox, but it was really hard to achieve that in any way. And as it, as during the time I have had this bare and big amount of of emails. I wasn't even capable to do it, even not in the night. The question is for all of you outside there who have the problem with too many emails, and too many could mean anything for anybody. For some guys, 20 emails per day are already too many, and for other ones, we are happy to handle 200 mails. It depends, but everybody has his too many limit. So the question is now how to overcome this kind of challenge. I wanted to show you some approaches some regular approaches for the inbox zero strategy. That's, from my perspective, the most worthwhile one because it contains or it tackles uh, this bare or this big amount of emails in the most appropriate way. Only if you get really rid of emails, at least you don't see them anymore or they are handled in some different, also graceful way, it's fine for you and it frees time for you. All these approaches I will. Show you are available in the show notes, and you will find that as regularly in the embeddedsuccess.com/episode18. Let's start with the first one. First approach, first step you can do, or one of the first actions is: if you are in deep trouble, start by declaring email bankruptcy. So simply sending out a mail and saying, "Hey guys, now I'm finished. I do not handle any more any mails." at moment. So I start with Siri. If you want to have, if you have some requests I should serve for you, then please raise them again. That immediately pushes the responsibility to the other side. Then second action is then to turn off unhelpful default sorting options, especially the ones of you who are using Gmail. There are some automatic sorting options inside. Then archive everything with a label Don't stuff it all in one big bucket if you have some archive directory, archive folder, whatever, however it is done. If you are on Microsoft, if you are on Linux, if you are on iOS, on Apple, it depends on. Take labels or make categories. One of the other approaches or one of the other actions here in this approach is to use filters to label things for you. And then also unsubscribe Whenever possible, get rid of all your subscriptions if you are not really interested in, and I have remarked, I have a lot of them, and I also started to get, un- to get rid of it, to simply unsubscribe. And sign up for new subscriptions very sneakily. That's one approach. Let's have a second approach, a totally different approach to get an inbox zero. That's the so-called offline email keeps me focused approach. It has three very general rules. The first rule is deal with it, delegate it or delete it. You see, either handle it now, push it away to someone else or delete it directly. Especially the delete the deletion some of you guys might might really hesitate and get <gasps> how should I do that? I cannot delete mails. You can. You can delete mails, yeah, especially if they are not important, not that urgent and you have no personal responsibility for it. Why not? Yeah. If it's only an informational mail, get rid of it. Rule number two is then for this approach, work offline. Sometime you enable the mailing mail system and then work with it for some specific amount of time and then switch it off. Mark it as offline. Go offline. And then you have time for all your other work. Rule three, use rules. So again the thing with filtering rules, also internal rules for you, which, which mail you should handle or tackle in the first step and the second step, first step and so on. So this is the, f- the second approach. When I have also selected a third approach here, that was provided, I think, uh, four weeks ago by the German computer magazine, it's the CT magazine. It's called Ride the Wave. One of the first actions is touch every mail only once do not handle mails and move them aside and then again maintain them so one time is enough work your inbox from the back end so that means you should handle your inbox always if you if you have for example a conversational display you always look at the last mail because very often uh, problems are already solved if you if you see in the last mail of a mail thread don't start from the very beginning also here the hint delete superfluous mails, also passive filtering of spam, and as a last action in this approach is make extensive use of filters. Okay, then I want to show you my way I have worked before a few weeks and give you my way how to handle mails. First, I have had the approach to categorize mails by name. I use the sender's name as a categorization criteria. If mails were sent by specific persons, I have read them, and from other persons, I haven't read them, independent of the subject. It was simply that I'm not interested in what this person is saying. It's not against this person in in personal, of course not, but due to the role this person is playing. I said, I have nothing to do with that person, and if that person wants to have something from me, especially he or she should give me a call. When another thing I regularly do is I filter every subscription I have made and I have made a lot of them because they were essential to have all the details available and I subscribe them and filter them always in separate folders and mark them as red or immediately. The moment I get it, the filter instantly marks the the mail as read and therefore I only have the information inside if I need it. Then I have made a separate rule which highlights mails written exclusively to me. So what I mean is if I am the only recipient in the to field, this email will be underlined and bolded. That means I can see immediately, oh, there is someone who wants explicitly something from myself. And here, this one might conflict with the the first one if there is a categorization by the sender's name. You see, if someone who is unknown to me sends me a mail exclusively, it will be highlighted for me and then I will also read it because when I say someone has really indicated me as a person individually. And then I use extensively different colors when marking different groups of senders. Example, I mark senders or mails with the color red if they are important senders. And important would mean something like customers, friends, or my wife. Yeah, okay. There is a separate account anyway. Or blue, which means it's the daily to be read mails. For example, sent by coworkers or suppliers. And all the other ones are in standard black or standard light gray. I also do not hesitate to subgroup existing groups, so if I observe that there is some biasing inside of a group or a folder I'm already sorting in, I make a different subgroup of that and sort it again in in a separate category. And of course, be aware of, you need to have a valid indexing system. Searching and finding is the most essential part in nowadays mailing, but these approaches are conflicting. You might have observed it already, there are conflicting contradicting approaches, contradicting actions, so you cannot easily mix it. These approaches only treat the symptoms and do not solve the underlying problem. And we do not maintain your personal desires and needs. You will find a lot of these approaches in the web, so simply enter inbox zero or similar into your Google search line and you will instantly get hundreds of valid results. But is that really what you need? Is that really what you wanted to find? It's like the construction worker digging holes with a single shovel. Giving this guy a bigger shovel or providing longer pauses does not cause any severe impact. It does not resolve the situation. Even if you provide him an excavator, the only result will be that he needs to dig deeper and more holes. What can we do? And in this situation, I stumbled over, the, over a podcast episode in the Art of Charm podcast featuring Rory Waden with his book Procrastinate on Purpose. Let's have a look at that, what this kind of book and the details has changed in my understanding of how males should be tackled. First of all, I think we can agree that there is always an improving in handling your mail, how fast you do it, how you provide the mails, how you read it, and all that stuff. So improving is always possible. All these approaches we have just seen, Inbox Zero, GTD, and so on, are always in a linear, one-dimensional thinking. Everybody is trying to manage his time in one or another way. Very often simply means... Prioritize your time. And prioritize means to arrange or do in order of priority. And priority means, quote, the state or quality of being earlier in time or occurrence. Combined, it simply means put the one task in front of another. You will not gain any time. You will not save any time. You will not get more time out of that. You can't really manage your time. Time simply goes on. You cannot handle it in any way. You are living in the time. The only thing you can do is work faster or harder. That's what all these kind of approaches tell you. There is only one kind of thing you can do, and that's self-management. Managing yourself and your attitude how to do things. Let's come back to this important but not urgent quadrant in the matrix of urgency and importance I have mentioned before. Rory Wayden shows that successful people have a different attitude to spend their time. We have two dimensions. Urgency, that means how soon does something matter. And importance means how much does this matter. And then for me, this, this is the genius approach here. There is one additional dimension now. That's called the significance. And the meaning of significance is how long is this going to matter? How long will it last? How long will it, uh, how, how long will it be that this kind of action matters? Okay, how can we use that for our email habits? First of all, this means if you introduce the significance into your evaluation of tasks and the way how you want to proceed with your task, that will mean that you can multiply your time. Uh, That's no joke. So it, it means you multiply your time by spending time on things today that will give you more time tomorrow. The only way to beat the tyranny of the urgent is to get ahead of it and prevent it from ever happening in the first place. I already see the big question mark in your faces. So is it really that simple? Yes, it is that simple. But that does not mean that it is easy. Choosing how to spend your time isn't just logical. Yeah, you, you, don't, you don't get some kind of written tools in any way or written rules you can use. It's emotional. The question, if you want to tackle significance as a third dimension in your approach to handle your emails, what's really driving you? First of all, as mentioned, we are not logical in our emotions. We are humans. We are emotional. We are driving by feelings and we are moved by impulses. We have a desire to please. We have a yearning to impress. We have a need to be accepted, we are tempted by pleasure, we get tired from work, we get stressed from pressure, and we are called to experience community and connectedness. Choosing how to spend your time is no longer time management and one-dimensional. Time management is no longer logical, it's emotional. It's not about managing time, but managing yourself. It's about self-management. And there is one essential thing you need to give yourself to start self-management. That's permission. Rory Waden, in his book, Progressing it On Purpose, is explaining the five levels of permission you should give yourself. I don't want to get into details here. I will. You fi- you'll find the link in the show notes at embeddedsuccess.com slash episode 18. So, The five essential parts or the five essential focuses and permissions you should grant yourself is eliminate, automate, delegate, concentrate, and procrastinate. It does not make much sense at that moment if you don't read the book, but I don't want to retell you the whole book here, but I want to concentrate on one special effect I have observed after I have read this book and taken some of these details, some of these actions into use. And here I want to start with the how has it affected or how can it affect the emails and how can you tackle email handling with uh, using these kind of permissions. One of the easy things is stop long emails. That means every email which is longer than five sentences, pick up the phone, call the guys. And if it's not possible because there are too many guys, then call a meeting. Because if you need more than five sentences regularly, there is something to discuss behind. Also, one issue which was especially complicated, let's say that way for me, was stop sharing your opinion. Very often, people are not interested in your opinion. Sorry for that. I have also learned, learned that. So it, they are not interested in Simply like that. So you can spend your time for something else. Don't share your opinion. Stop it. Even if you are asked for, but even then, might be better to pick up the phone and give the guy a call or have a chat or whatsoever. And please, please, guys, stop confronting emails. The damage we are causing, this writing down is always that, uh, it's that complicated to find the right tone, to find the right undertone. And especially if... If the, if the English, if you use that, is not your native language, you might use the wrong words and then you get crazy with that. So, I, if I have something, I want to confront someone, if I'm angry, if I'm whatsoever, then, okay, if I'm angry, I stop here. I, I don't do anything, first of all. So, calm a little bit down and then I call the guys. I want to understand, why do I have written that? And then, very often, it observed, no, it was simply a misunderstanding. Oh, they are really upset. But what I always observe is that the guys are amazed if you call them because it's something. You are responsible suddenly. You, you treat it. You take care for it. We observe, hey, this guy takes me serious. Another thing, what I started to do, I do not read the whole mail thread. I only read the part at the top and what you are asked for. Though it's a waste of time for people to read answers which have been already given by someone else before. That also means in a contradiction or in the opposite side that you guys, if you want to ask something from someone else, phrase it in five sentences that or in five lines, what do you exactly expect from this particular guy? Or pick up the phone and give him a call and take the the information directly or send him a chat mail and say, when might it be appropriate, can you do that? It's even better than sending a mail nobody's understanding or that you are requesting that guys should read the whole mail thread. I have seen mail threads, guys. It's really long stuff. When another approach I'm currently, meanwhile, following is only answering on direct questions and only on these questions. You are, and also I am, not that important that we always have to answer for everything and anywhere in all the mail threads. My absolute favorite of what I have changed now, I have introduced mailing times. That matches a little bit the offline approach I have shown before. But this time I'm using here, I say I read Two times per day, I read my mails, and I have an out of office reminder or whatever an automatic responder, some tool which is replying to everybody who sends me a mail. Georg is reading mails in the morning or in the in the early in the early former day whatsoever, and once again in the afternoon, so the guys have an opportunity to see and Is that sufficient for me or not? And my out-of-office reminder, reads like, um, I'm reading my mails in the very morning and in the early afternoon. If there is something important, don't hesitate and give me a call. To be honest, I have not received many calls. Either the guys do not read the out-of-office reminder, that might be possible, or it's not that important. I have extra not mentioned that it's in urgent cases because urgent and important must not be significant for me. I'm always, meanwhile, trying to, I'm trying to sort my actions in this significance area, taking into account what does significance mean. It means how long is this going to matter? And there are many, many important things. There are many, many urgent things, but they only matter a short time period. And then there are things which might be not that important and not that urgent, but they matter for an awful long of time. And these are the real nuggets you should use. These are the things you should concentrate on. The things which will really matter in the next half of a year, in the next year, in the next two years. Imagine you should prepare a new structure for your department and uh, this department structure should be, uh, let's say, it should be more agile. It's not that urgent. It's also not that important because there are many other business important things but it has a long-lasting significance. That's something that will impact you for years. And therefore, it becomes my number one action. I always concentrate on them. Give it a chance and try to use it that way and give you the opportunity to say, okay, let's have a look again. What is really, how soon does something matter? So I, I tackle the urgency. How much does this matter the importance. And then how long is this going to matter? That's the third dimension. It's the significance. If everything is trees together, you have a very seldom situation, urgent, important and significant. That's something you should drop down anything else you are currently doing, because that one is really worth to be handled and treated instantly. So you see, that's the way I have changed my email habits to Handle them from a different perspective, from a different point of view. Okay, that's again a long story. There might be something inside you might find your your nuggets, your personal details inside you can use for yourself. So either you say, okay, let's have a look at these different regular approaches to achieve an inbox zero. Don't hesitate. Go on the show notes. It's embeddedsuccess.com slash episode 18 and get your details out of it, study the documents I've provided or go to the next dimension and use significance as something really worthwhile to understand a different approach how to manage yourself. Now, I'd love to hear from you what your experiences are with regular one-dimensional mail covering approaches. Now, I would love to hear from you what are your experiences with the regular one-dimensional mail covering approaches what are your prefer- preferred ways to handle your daily mail disaster and what do you think about this new third dimension in managing yourself please comment there on the show notes and let me know what you think you find the show notes as mentioned also with the list of links at embeddedsuccess.com/episode18 by the way I would enjoy that you share these very informative details with your friends and your social network. You can click on the like or share buttons to tweet or forward this story to your preferred channels. I would be very happy if you do that. Thanks a lot already now. Now I've given you some of the know-how and some of the ways to gracefully handle your embedded systems projects. It's time for you to take these details into your daily work for achieving your passion and finding success. I'm Georg Lohrer from the Mastering Embedded Systems Podcast. Thank you for listening.